things CBD tonight. Um, and let's see if I can go through and actually pronounce everything well. Um, we'll see how we go. I, I have no idea. Look, let's face it. I um, It was really interesting doing this um, research, actually. I really enjoyed it. I um, am very big on athletes really driving this conversation uh, and hopefully allowing a really open conversation um, between both myself and athletes. So. Welcome, and to everyone who's new coming along, welcome to you guys as well, um, because I know this got shared a few times. So um, yeah, lots of people interested, lots of questions coming through. For those who haven't joined me on a live Q&A before, it is literally Q&A. So you can shoot through questions um, on Facebook or Insta. I'm live on both at the same time, um, and I will either get to it straight away or we'll have some time at the end. Um, but I'm really glad to um, be covering this. It's a really interesting timing for it. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to get started. I'm just waiting for everyone to come on. Um, and yeah, hopefully you learn a lot. I, I know I did. So yeah, it'll be really fun to um, see what we can um, come up with from here. So welcome everyone. I just see those numbers popping up. We're covering all things CBD or cannabidiol, um, which is a supplement tonight. So um, yeah, if you're keen, if you're active or not, um, this is still a supplement is quite relevant. There's lots of um, different um, medicinal properties to it. Um, so please join along. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. So it was really interesting. I'll get started because I can see those numbers starting to stabilize. So um, I wish I could film, by the way, me getting ready for an 8.30 live. Like it probably sounds really late to most people, but with three little ones, you just never really know what's going to happen. Sometimes they can be asleep by 7, 7.30 and I'm like, oh, I should have done the live earlier. But nights like tonight, I am very grateful for the 8.30 start. I have been vomited on already. I had to quickly get her um, undressed, dressed, me cleaned up, changed, then make it to 8.30. She's still awake. She's with Dan. But anyway, we made it to 8.30. So guys, I hope you understand, like, this is just never a really good idea. I think I should do it on a work day. Um, when they're at daycare because seriously it's a freaking nightmare so welcome everyone cbd so <laughs> you know the first real time i realized this was being taken by people i got this email by one of the national teams their snc coach and he's like alicia you're from newey you will know the answer to this and i was like oh what are you gonna ask me he's like oh i'm gonna ask you about cannabidiol or cbd oil like all these players are asking me about it tell me what it's like you're from newcastle so you'll definitely know hinting and I was like well you know what I have something even better for you right now mate I'm not from Newcastle I'm from two hours north of there Tari so if you're going to talk to me about cannabis I am probably the right person to talk to because of course in a small country town it is something that I have been accustomed to so but the, the brilliant and I've also lived in the Netherlands for a year so um this is a really interesting thing for me because I think I was really naive when it comes to CBD or came to CBD, sorry. Um, and so everyone who hasn't joined my live before, I will be yelling out at you to do likes and loves as much as possible because it does help with the algorithm. So yeah, do that now and get it over and done with if you can. Um, so CBD, um, today did an Insta story of him using CBD. Look a little too much though. Oh, <laughs> I wonder how many drops he had. Sorry, I'm just reading a comment on Facebook. Um, and so yeah, it's something that um, I was really naive about. I had never really looked into it all that much in depth, but it's something that I continued to look into um, and was aware of. But I don't think I really understood 
the differences between the cannabis plants and also how it was utilized and what was actually in them. Um, and so I'm going to start with that today because I feel like that piece of knowledge is going to, first of all, ease your mind a little bit about CBD, but also allow you to put in context um, a lot of the safety and risks around it a little bit more with a lot more context. So <clears throat> Basically with CBD, I'll continue to call it that, but it's called cannabidiol. It's basically a cannabinoid that's found in cannabis. So cannabinoids, um, cannabinoids, sorry, I knew I was going to get my pronunciation wrong. Cannabinoids um, within cannabis, there's so many of them, hundreds actually. I think 113 are in um, cannabis to be precise. Um, but one of those is cannabidiol. So CBD, and it doesn't cause the high that is associated with marijuana or cannabis, as we call it in um, social circles. So when you're talking about that addictive potential or that impact on that psychosis, that actually isn't CBD. So CBD is very separate to what causes um, that psychotropic um, impact, which is the THC component of cannabis. So when they're actually getting the CBD oil for this, these uses, and there's other things other than oil that I'll get to, when they're extracting the CBD, it's actually from a different plant than can, um, marijuana. So cannabis has basically two main strains, and one of those is marijuana, and one of those is hemp. So you've probably heard of both. Now, marijuana actually is around 30% of its dry weight THC, which is that psychotropic component of um, weed, um, marijuana, cannabis, whatever you want to call it. So marijuana is very different to hemp. So you've probably seen hemp around in terms of hemp seeds, hemp flour, all these types hemp protein, lots of different things coming out in terms of hemp. Hemp plant is actually only 0.2 to 0.5% um, THC in its dry weight. So you've gone from 30% in marijuana to 0.2 to 0.5% in um, hemp. Now, that'll be really relevant when we're then talking about the risks associated with CBD and using CBD as the um, like topical creams, um, oils, all these types of things. Now, you can get it in things like capsules, oils, creams, sprays, gummies, so many different things. And um, to be fair, we're going to go through a lot of that research and where it currently sits as well. And if you have heard of it, let me know. And if you have tried it, let me know as well, because I have had lots of messages um, around this, which is fantastic. So it's a really cool thing to kind of just start that conversation on and hopefully open that up in terms of where we're currently at. So. In Australia, it's actually something that not many people are aware of or using, but the use of it is increasing. Um, where we're sitting at the moment in Australia for legislation, and I, I apologise for those who aren't in Oz, but I am in Oz, so I'm going to focus on that first and then go to the other countries. So in Australia, CBD is available, but only through GP prescription. And that's usually um, to do with chronic disease um, management uh, or um, in uh, conditions such as cancer when they've been given a fatal diagnosis and it's... Um, palliative care, um, they'll be given these scripts. So the access to CBD um, as a management strategy in Australia is currently very limited. However, from what I can read last week, as recent as last week, which is really funny considering the timing of this live, um, there was a private consultation meeting 
to see what we can do in terms of changing the class of CBD to something that's more over the counter rather than prescription based. And the announcement of that will come early September. So I am awaiting that to change. I feel like it probably will. Um, and it, for the main reason that CBD by the World Health Organization uh, and also in terms of sport, in terms of water, is a legal substance. So, um, and in terms of all the um, reporting from the WHO, they really have um, guaranteed that, you know, there's no um, addictive side effects to this the side effects are usually quite minor and can be well managed um, and the safety side is actually not something that publicly um, we need to be concerned about so we do need to be talking about cbd on its own very differently to what we need to be talking about with supplements with that thc component included and i will be talking about that definitely because a lot of the studies combine cbd and thc and that really does impact the um, research uh, around CBD for the main reason that do we know CBD exists? Oh, sorry. Do we know that CBD actually works um, without THC attached or um, as part of it? So I did have a question around the mechanism of how this all works. So I will cover that because it is a good time to do that. Now, we actually have um, can cannabinoids um, within our body that are created by our body. So there's receptors within our body um, called CB1 and CB2, just to really simplify it. Now, CB1 um, receptors are mainly around the brain. Um, and C so we can think of those like our mood and sleep type of um, receptors when we're thinking about how CBD might work. And CB2 receptors are more around the immune system. So we're thinking around immune, we're thinking inflammation pathways. So um, when we're going to be talking about what possible impacts or improvements CBD might provide, that's where you're thinking around the inflammatory, uh, inflammatory pathway from exercise, recovery, muscle soreness, pain, um, all those types of things. But definitely in the CB2, that immune one, we know that there's also the brain component of that as well. So there's a bit of a crossover. So when we're looking at um, the possible health benefits, um, oh, yeah, so sorry, we've just got a link up in the Facebook thing from Ben. Um, they have CBD balls. Um, so this is something that's gone crazy in America as well. So there's lots happening in America in terms of CBD being um, input into lots of food and food products. And we always tend to look there first to see the trends that are going to then come over to Australia, depending on legislation. But I know that there are people in Australia using CBD, rightly or wrongly, legally or illegally, um, at the moment. So why aren't we having this conversation and at least helping you see where the evidence is at and making that educated decision? So, um, yeah, we'll be getting really in-depth now in terms of what are the possible health benefits. So I hope that I've kind of at least eased your mind that CBD is very different to marijuana uh, and there is no high associated with it. So it's very different. Let's talk about it differently and let's see it differently because those two plants are very, very different in terms of the compounds. 
So the health benefits that you may have heard about when it comes to CBD, particularly publicly, and this was a change in legislation in 2017-2018 um, around um, people with epilepsy using CBD. So there was a really big outcry of, um, oh my baby's still awake, ah. um, there was a really big outcry um, about people hopefully being able to access CBD because there was um, some good solid research to show that CBD could reduce the frequency of seizures in some populations with epilepsy, particularly children, um, and also reduce the severity. And so that was um, where that changed, which is excellent um, and has been, I'm sure, a very big impact on a lot of families. Um, there's also um, spoken about health benefits in terms of anxiety, um, mood, associated with that um, but also sleep so insomnia and being able to fall asleep and stay asleep um, a lot of talk around the chronic pain side of things and, I, and this is really where that athlete side does come in um, and then additional to that that inflammatory inflammatory pathway that neuropathic pain um, those types of things so for the athlete, um, if we dive into that kind of avenue, we're really looking at, you know, that anti-inflammatory side of things in times of high training load, um, lots of training stresses and also life stresses, um, that antioxidative um, pathways. Um, the pain relief side of things will be really interesting uh, and also that improved sleep, so possibly improving overall recovery. Um, there is a hypothesis that possibly because of that reduced inflammatory response could there be an improvement in gut symptoms um and particularly around like that irritable bowel side of things and we literally don't know so a lot of these things are anecdotal so when i've talked about the possible benefits that is literally where we are at so we have got some really good meta-analysis, which are really high-class studies that are looking at all the current studies and then coming up with a conclusion from them um, to, hey, Ellie, <laughs> um, to really show us that we are at a point of literally not knowing, but having a good idea of where to go with the research. So we're at a point in time where the um, CBD marketing and claims and anecdotal evidence is well ahead of the scientific evidence. So not having evidence isn't saying that it doesn't work. It's just saying we literally don't know. So where we're going with um, a lot of these things is um, rodent studies. So using mice and rats to um, basically test a hypothesis. So you never want to get to a rat or mouse study and go, oh my gosh, what a miracle cure. I can't wait to use this on humans. The rodent studies are really used to test a hypothesis. Maybe they're trying to see if there's reduced pain or um, better sleep, whatever it may be. They'll see that within a rodent population and then they'll go, okay, there's something there. Let's see how this replicates or does it even replicate in the human population? So um, lots of these studies are in rodents. There are very small studies, um, but the problem is, as I mentioned earlier, that so many of these studies don't actually look at CBD alone. They'll only look at CBD with THC associated with it. So of course, there isn't really that understanding of whether CBD even um, has an impact to something like pain 
um, when THC isn't there. So it is a really tricky thing. Um, the studies are really recent, um, as recent as like 2017 to 2020, uh, where we're at with our research. So um, lots and lots of things to kind of still look at. Um, and a wonderful um, guy, Graham Close, if you went to our um, CompeteCon, you would have seen Graham talk. Um, is going to release a paper very soon. It's been accepted for publication on current um, use within rugby players in the UK. So really interesting findings. I was very fortunate to get a little early copy and have a read. Um, and yeah, really interesting in terms of the percentage of people in the um, UK sports scene that are using it. Uh, and also the lack of knowledge and also lack of knowledge around the risk associated with it in the professional football um, side of things as well. So, and that's where we're kind of going next is, okay, well, if we don't really know it works or if it works and there's anecdotal stories attached to possibly working, we then go, okay, the risks are low um, associated with lots of different reading. Everyone's kind of found that the risks are lower. So in terms of the first do no harm, what do we need to consider when we're looking at possible side effects and also the risk associated, particularly in the athlete population as well. So um, side effects, oh, sorry, moving myself here. Um, side effects tend to be um, tiredness, which is interesting. Obviously this is actually some, a reason why some people want to use it. Um, appetite can be affected and also weight can be impacted as well. Um, in some of the epilepsy studies there, some of the biggest studies we've got access to, there was um, definitely a high percentage of people experiencing nausea um, as a result, mostly low um, in terms of the severity, but there were a few people that had to drop out as a result. So it's all just, you know, you could see it as enough to prevent you from using this supplement. And also, of course, hey Jono, um, of course, a really big indication that we need to be careful with dosage as well. So what are the risks? Um, and the risks obviously are the side effects that I just mentioned but also we need to go through the risks for the athlete. So if you're not an athlete, that's okay, but it is really important because we are a sports nutrition business to really hone in on this bit because it's a really confusing thing because WADA, which is the world authority in terms of doping, um, have classified CBD as a legal substance for an athlete to use. Now the problem comes in because there is some THC still present in hemp. So we don't actually have any studies looking at CBD use and then the THC that shows up in the urine after using CBD. So there's actually not really any um, knowledge that we know of in terms of being able to know, okay, this is the dosage of CBD that you can take before THC becomes too high and will show up as a positive drug test because THC is banned. So it's banned within competition. And so, um, for example, a, an American triathlete um, got, uh, I think it was six months um, suspension for having THC within her blood for using a CBD-based um, cream on a muscular injury. So really, really important that we consider that, number one, because even if CBD is allowed, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily safe um, and clean. Now, I did get a question before I move on, on is there any brands of CBD that are actually clean? Um, so the problem with this is, number one, they've been found, even if they do claim that there's no THC and they claim that it's um, athlete safe, 
they've found that there can still be THC in that um, and not to trust labels. So that's number one. <laughs> number two, a lot of these products are packaged in the same facility as other cannabis products or marijuana products. And so we need to be very considerate of the cross-contamination risk. And that's with any supplement, um, even if it's labeled as safe, the cross-contamination risk is definitely still there. So don't just trust the label. Number three is that not, I think there's one in the UK that is third party batch tested. So that means that they send a batch away to be tested by a third party or an independent party and they'll test for around 200 banned substances, including THC, uh, and it'll be coming back and they'll be able to put the um, logo of tested on the um, bottle to say that there is zero THC there or um, like enough of the sample to say that there's not there. But there is still a risk there. And of course, it's only one batch being tested. So lots of lots of considerations. And in terms of where we are in Australia, no, there is nothing that's third party batch tested and it's not legal <laughs> um and also i think the only people who are having it at the moment have probably received it from the us which we know is not safe or um regulated so please um don't take cbd if you're an athlete who does get tested by asada water um and maybe that will change. You know, I think the technology within this piece is moving very quickly. It is a market that has absolutely um, had exponential growth in the last few years. And so I think there will be a time where we will be able to include CBD quite safely within the athlete population, but we are not there yet, just to be really, really clear. Um, and, and, you know, it comes into that next thing of like, okay, well, if it's safe, I don't get tested. I want to try it. That question of how is actually still unanswered. Uh, we don't actually know the right doses to have of CBD yet. And so hopefully most um, brands of CBD are being um, at least guided in terms of start slow and low and build up to a point where you feel is right for you. Um, but the lower dose that we're really aiming for, which tends to be adequate for most people that report improved symptoms, um, is around one milligram per kilo of body weight. But um that's not of the oil um that's of the cbd so just keep that in mind by the way that is um not of um the actual amount you're looking at the milligrams in the um thing i had to look back at that because i didn't want to get that bit wrong um but it really depends on how it's taken as well um is it through food um is it through gel is it through oil is it through um the creams all these types of things are things we simply don't know and also if you are and I'm kind of talking to you as if this is legal. It's not legal yet in Australia. Um, but if you're in another country um, or if it does become legal in Australia and you're listening to this after the fact, um, do make sure um, that you are checking with your GP, particularly if you already have a certain health condition or if you are taking medication because there is interactions with CBD that will impact that medication um, for some medications. Um, so it's really important that you get a go ahead so that you're not taking medication and it's being impacted by something herbal that you're taking or something natural doesn't necessarily mean it isn't going to do anything because of those receptors and how it then impacts the body. Um, so 
I think I've given a pretty good overview. So I'm now going to hand it over to you guys to shoot me through questions. I do have questions already lined up from um, putting the question box in there. Thanks so much for Dave's um, legendary question around the CBD parking. Fantastic. Do love a bit of wit. Um, <laughs> very, very nice. Um, so I, um, yeah, more than happy. Um, <laughs> thanks, Amy. Um, all right. So, yeah, shoot through questions. Um, if I can't answer them, which I probably can't, we will give it a go. Um, and I will let you know that I'll come back to it um, if it is completely over my head. See, this is really interesting because um, Ben's in Australia and he's saying that he's seen um, CBD balls and CBD food, but I would have thought it wasn't legal yet. So I'm super confused on how they're getting around it um, and how they're making it work um, in Australia. I, yeah, from where we're at, it's prescription only, but um, obviously within the food market, either FDA aren't keeping oh, yeah, aren't keeping up or, um, yeah, or something's changed and I've missed it. But anyway, really interesting. Someone has a store at the local market selling it on the weekend. See, this is the thing. This business seemed legit, but my concerns were around the dosage. Yeah, really interesting. Man. So, yeah, I, I'm like really in between. I've seen lots of people using it on Instagram, obviously, um, using the oil and the companies that they're using it from seem fine. So I don't know if um, it has changed um, or because it's only CBD, it's allowed, or if they can call it hemp and it's allowed. Um, so yeah, so it's probably hemp seed oil and that's, yeah, because hemp became a permitted food, maybe that's how they're getting around it. Yes. I think you were right, Cherry. Thank you. I think that is probably if it's a food related thing, hemp became, um, legal in food. I feel like it was last year, but my life is such a blur. It could have been 2018. I honestly don't know, but Recently, in the last few years, hemp became legal as a food product. So I think that is probably how they're getting around it. Thank you, Cherry. There's an episode on Rotten oh, Season 2. Okay, thank you, Naomi. Oh, edibles <laughs> on Rotten. I was like, what's Rotten? Um, on edibles. Awesome. Yeah, I might have to have a look at that. Interesting. Um, and so, okay, question. Sorry. Off I go. <laughs> Someday I'll get sleep. <laughs> Um, okay, shoot through questions anytime, but these are the questions. Are they safe brands? I have got to that one, which is excellent. Um, we did get lots of comments. So um, anecdotally, some people are finding that it does reduce um, their chronic pain and nothing else has really worked, but they've found that that helps. And that can may not be all about the pain side, but it could be the reduction in anxiety because the CBD... Um, overall um hasn't got the strongest evidence in terms of um pain on its own but the anxiety piece does look promising and it is what actually balances out that thc and then actually balances out when you have some cbd involved um so that'll be really interesting um if that comes about but yeah definitely um more people saying that it's helped with their anxiety um than pain um and some people have had impacts with their sleep that are positive some people haven't noticed the difference so again anecdotal stuff is always going to be mixed but i do love your open minds in terms of giving that um in terms of like you know i'm not totally bought into this working i can be okay with this not being my answer and if it doesn't work it doesn't work and i and i think that's how we need to go into this um, because there's also a cost involved. You know, this stuff isn't cheap. It adds up. 
uh, and we need to realize that there is a privilege associated with that um, but also that it doesn't remove the need for so many other facets when we're particularly taking this um, for pain um, and inflammation and this was another thing that popped up is if it reduces inflammation the inflammation pathway is actually a really important part of training and adaptation to training. You actually need that stress response to adapt and um, improve your performance. And so if we're always dulling that down or trying to prevent um, the full inflammatory response, at some points, that's actually going to be a negative to your training and your um, adaptations to that. However, in times of like really high stress, high training, high risk of um, illness, all those types of things, it could definitely be a tool in the future if we do find out. But good thing is that Professor Graham Close is planning um, some studies now that he's already done that observation study in the rugby players. So yeah, it's going to be really, really nice to see some stuff come out around there. First of all, looking if it's actually able to be taken safely. I think that's a really nice start. And then second, going, okay, what's it actually useful for? And is if there's any evidence. Um, what is the mechanism? Yep, so I got through that, which is excellent, which is the um, receptors. Uh, impact on Parkinson's. Have I come across any um, research on that? So in terms of Parkinson's, I am no expert in Parkinson's, but I did look this up briefly um, as an overview, and I really encourage you to um, read more about it if you're interested in terms of the specific studies. The studies so far are so small. Uh, like some of the studies have only got four people in them. So um, really good at just starting that conversation, but very, very far away from actually having some evidence. Uh, it can definitely have an impact positively around that anxiety piece um, and improving the sleep. Um, the tremors side, um, no, like the evidence is so lacking. Um, I don't even want to make a comment on it, but it's definitely something that shows potential, I think is probably the only place we're at in that in terms of that. Um, and any evidence for improved recovery? I really like this one because it wasn't necessarily associated with those core things of like the pain relief and those types of things, but actually in terms of the recovery. Um, so the recovery on how CBD might help is yes, in like maybe pain can be reduced in that chronic state. And when you look at who's using CBD, it tends to be the older athletes that um, don't recover as quickly as they used to and are probably um, coping with a lot more niggles and ongoing injury and overall pain than they did in the start of the career. Um, and so that's one part of it. But I'm also considering CBD in terms of the recovery and improving recovery, maybe not specific to the muscle recovery, but just um, through improved sleep. Um, lower stress, um, improved mood, lower anxiety. For some people, that may be a really big um, improvement. So, yeah, that's um, where we got up to there. Who drives its benefits versus risks to get it legal? Oh, so few associations. There are a lot of different groups in Australia that are doing that. Um, I think the big piece in this is it. It's no like in Australia, it's nowhere near the discussion around the um, medicinal marijuana side of things coming into play. This is really a conversation around CBD um, only, uh, whereas New Zealand is more around the cannabis, medicinal cannabis um, as a whole, with both THC and um, CBD involved. So in Australia, it's very different. But there are about, I think there was three groups um, involved in the conversations last week that they'll then make public, hopefully in September. But 
you know, I don't even know if this conversation went ahead, like maybe via Zoom. I don't know. Seriously, COVID's just <laughs> made everything an unknown. So, yeah, we'll see where that lands. But it's in the works. We're definitely behind when we're looking at um, the US, UK, New Zealand. So, yeah, we'll see where it um, ends up. Um, awesome. Any other questions, guys? I just realized the time. Holy short. I thought I was really fast tonight. I thought I did really well and had lots of question time, but nope, I went through. Um, so sorry about that. I hope you enjoyed it though. Um, I hope you found it interesting. Please shoot through questions anytime. I think the big thing in this is please check in with your dietitian or GP doc, whoever, before you take this. Um, and really just watch this space um, with a lot of this, the evidence side. We are so behind in terms of the scientific evidence and where people are actually using it and claiming it. So just be aware that, yes, there's not too much harm associated with CBD. The risks appear quite low, um, and it's really nice to have that confirmation from, from the World Health Organization as well as a, um, a few other organizations, particularly WADA, to make that a um, legal substance. But do not take CBD without it being third-party batch tested if you are an athlete. And at the moment, that is so rare that I would probably make an overarching statement that if you are tested as an athlete by WADA or SADA or your, um, your country's governing body, do not take CBD. It's just not at that point yet that we know the dosage well enough. We don't know the THC translation into the urine component, which can come up as a positive drug test. Um, and that includes things like the creams and the um, gummies and the food and the um, oils. So, yeah, just really keep that in mind, guys, moving forward. But, yeah, watch your space. Enjoy. Um, I hope you've had a lovely Wednesday. Thanks for joining me on a Wednesday rather than a Thursday. Thursdays are getting too stressful. Um, sorry, Dan had started um, uh, ugh, hockey trading and to get the kids to sleep plus get the live going was just way too much. So um, yeah, <laughs> Wednesdays it is, I think, for my sanity, um, just so Dan's home to help with apparently when kids spill me. It's a really good time. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone. Thanks to everyone um, who hasn't joined us before jumping on. Um, please shoot through questions anytime. Um, we're around both on Facebook and Instagram. If you were um, wanting some nutrition advice and didn't know where to start and you're like, wow, I either want to be starting to use, you know, those top end types of nutrition in timing, periodization, supplements, um, definitely jump on and do our free assessment where one of our dietitians team will actually be in touch with you in person to just give you a few ideas on where to get started and same to those who are like oh i want to get to that core nutrition based nutrition where i'm really just allowing performance to happen in my life and in my sport same like that free assessment is so so valuable it's usually michaela that does it and she's just such a legend she gives so much um practical advice just to get you started there's no pressure it's just no cookie cutter. It's like actually just having that conversation to um, hopefully give you the inspiration and motivation to make a few changes that will make a really big difference to your performance. So um, that's on our website um, or Instagram. It's in a, a link in our bio. So, yeah, thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, and, yeah, we'll chat very soon. Cheers. Bye. -bye.